0: Everything you need is already inside of you. The world would not be what it is without you. When we begin to create change within us, we begin to create change in the world around us. Your journey to becoming your best self as the whole person starts right now.
1: Welcome to the Rise Up For You podcast. I am your host, Leanne DeSanto, and we are honored to have you with us today. Now, today's guest is a treasure trove of knowledge and wisdom and heart, and you will just absolutely love this interview with Jeff Blackman. Now he heads Blackman & Associates, a business growth firm in the Chicago area, and Jeff's clients call him a business growth specialist, and he has created massive results of the tunes of hundreds of millions of dollars for his clients. He is also a speaker, author, success coach, broadcast personality and lawyer i'm not exactly sure when he has time to sleep but you are going to love this episode so i'm going to let you read in the show notes all his great accomplishments so we can get right to it so rise up for you and enjoy this episode with jeff blackman well welcome jeff to the rise up for you podcast we are so excited to have you with us today
2: it's a pleasure The kick is mine
1: Awesome. Well, let's dive right in. So share with our audience who you are and what you do.
2: I am sometimes likely to tell people that it all began at a 10,000-watt station in Fresno, Mm -hmm. which wouldn't be accurate, but I'd be quoting from Ted Baxter. So my background is somewhat similar in the sense that it includes a broadcasting background as well as a legal background. So I'm actually trained as an attorney. Lead. I've been a lawyer since 1982. Wow. Now the good news is I have never practiced the law. <laughs> I wanted to be a litigator because I'm a kid of the 60s. My impression of the law was watching TV. That would have been for example Judge for the Defense or Perry Mason. So that was my impression is that that is what an attorney does. And mm-hmm. then you get to law school and you quickly find out that litigators really don't litigate. So when I discovered that, I gravitated to night school during the day. I then focused on my undergraduate degree, which was advertising with a background in radio. Eventually, I actually did radio and TV here in Chicago as a talk show host. But it was a compliment to eventually what became my business For the past now, really 38 years, which is bizarre, that's 38 years now. (laughs) I've been a speaker, trainer, consultant, author. But if you ask me, what do you do? I tell people that I'm a business growth specialist. So I help CEOs and entrepreneurs and their senior leadership teams and their salespeople sleep really, really well at night. And that's through the spoken word. And that's through the written word, as well as opportunities like this, too, spread the message to help as many people as possible
1: yeah wow well there's a lot of directions we can go with that that's fabulous you have an amazing voice i can totally see you in broadcasting it's great
2: i can give you time and temperature in two different ways leanne yeah i mean i can tell you that it's 10 in front of the hour or it's 150
1: <laughs> i love it i love it that's great
2: We had an old broadcast line that we want to pump some wattage into the cottage.
1: (laughs) Love it. Oh, my gosh. Love it. Well, that is terrific. So tell me a little bit more business growth specialist. Tell me a little more about that.
2: So one of the things that I realized that I really wanted to do was to do everything that I could to help my clients maximize their results. So when people say, Jeff, what exactly is it that you do? As we engage in conversation, I let them know that I quickly and ethically and dramatically help them grow their business. But I never do an information dump on me. That's one of the things actually land that I urge clients not to do. For example, at a website, if you take a look at so many websites today, you will see two words right on the homepage. And those words are about us. (laughs) And what you just told someone Who's visiting your website is if you click here this has got absolutely nothing to do with you this is all about us so I urge my clients that they've got to focus on their customer their client or their prospect there are only two driving motivators that influence every decision that's made by every individual for example the folks right now who are listening to you and I there are only two things that really motivate them. Here's the first. All they want you and I to do for them today is to improve their condition. That's it. Improve their condition. So that's the present. And then they really invest in our ability to help them attain a more favorable future. So that's why people continually listen to you and rise up for you is mm-hmm. they've got a current situation. They need help with problem, solve it, need, fill it, Dreamer goal, help me get it. That's my present, improve my condition. And they keep coming back because you help them attain a more favorable future. And when I stress that to clients, it causes a pivot or a shift in their mindset because I stress to them, do not focus on the is of your business, facts and features. Nobody cares. Right. Focus on the does and the does delivers results. And benefits, advantages, and outcomes—that's what really drives someone to invest in themselves and then invest in us, whatever our product, service, or solution happens to be.
1: Yeah, I love that. I, I and I wholeheartedly agree with that. And I think it's it's yeah. What what problem do you solve? What pain do they have? What's keeping them up at night? And how do you solve that? Whether it's in you know in a coaching relationship, a mentor relationship, a consumer relationship, we know whatever the situation is. Absolutely. It's about them. Yeah.
2: And most people forget that. Now here's one of the keys to find out how you make it about somebody else. Mm -hmm. Many people engage in what I call a data dump and it's drivel. So they tell you all about their business. I've been in business for X number of years. We serve X number of customers. Nobody cares (laughs) cares <laughs> right. so it's really meaningless,ly and so yeah. I stress to people they've got to ask power probes And so they look at me and they go what's a power probe I go okay a power probe is an open-ended need development question that begins with a who a what a when a where a why a which a how or a tell me more about one more time it's who what when where why which, how, tell me more about, or even explain to me how, or describe for me. So I tell people they need to develop what I call their dynamic dozen. And whoever is listening, whether they sell a product, a service, it doesn't matter, they should develop their dynamic dozen, at least at a minimum, their 12 open-ended need development questions. They cannot be answered yes or no. So people challenge me. They go, wait a minute. Are you telling me, Jeff, never to ask a closed-ended question? I go, no. Here are two examples of when it's cool to ask a closed-ended question. Number one is for qualifying purposes. And number two is that it's decision time. Now, I'm going to give all your listeners a jumpstart on creating the best power probes that they can. Here's okay. all they need to do. If they send an email to Cheryl in my office, so that would be Cheryl, S-H-E-R-Y-L, at jeffblackman.com, so that's J-E-F-F-B-L-A-C-K-M-A-N.com, and in the subject put Leanne Rocks, Sweet 16, Cheryl will send back 16 power probe questions that folks can either immediately use or adapt for their business. And it will give them a jumpstart over their competitors who are doing these data drivel dumps instead of really focused on, how do I improve your condition? How do I help you attain a more favorable future? How do I make it about you instead of about us? So it's our pleasure to deliver that value first by helping your listeners.
1: Oh, that's fantastic. I'll put that in the show notes as well. Cheryl at com. Leanne Rock, sweet 16. All right. We will put that in. Thank you. That's great. Because I think that that's, I mean, that's beyond powerful and valuable for sure. Um, I love that. And, and I know a lot of people have kind of heard the, you know, lead with the benefits and make it about them. But what about the side of There's a lot of my clients, we have this same type of discussion, the side of, Mm -hmm. well, I want to build credibility. I want them to know that I know what I'm doing, that I've, you know, I've got the experience. So again, balancing when the about us maybe makes sense or I don't know, talk a little bit about that.
2: You just said something very powerful. So I want to make sure that we highlight what it is that you said. The best way to stress and show credibility is by your ability to have done it for somebody else. You use the word experience. Mm -hmm. I always stress to my clients, do not give your opinion, instead speak about your experience. Mm -hmm. So if you talk about, for example, you've got a 25-year successful career in the world of health and wellness and Mm -hmm. fitness. You've got lots of success stories. Mm -hmm. So you can talk about in your experience, when you were able to help someone with respect to, and now you can share a success story. Once you share that success story, most people, Leanne, they finish on the period. Mm -hmm. They just stop. Here's the key, is once you deliver the success story, or what I call a tale of triumph, how you've been able to help somebody, then you immediately ask an important question. And the question is, and this is the only time that I use the word close, because people say, Jeff, will you teach me how to close to get more business? And I go, no. Mm-hmm. Oh,
1: well,
2: what do you mean? You teach people all the time and your books like peak your profits or stop whining, start selling how to close. And I go, I never teach people how to close. I teach them how to keep the door open to get the next opportunity to get the yes. So here's the distinction is once you deliver that success story and you ask a trial close question, which simply seeks an opinion, a reaction, a feeling, or an attitude, it goes something like this. Leanne, one of the ways in which we've been able to help someone else maximize their results has been by yada, yada, yada. Leanne, how do you think the ability to attain the same type of results would impact you in your team. That's an open-ended question.
1: Yeah, that's a great based one Based
2: upon an opinion, a reaction, a feeling, or an attitude. What right. most people do, Leanne, is they kind of puff their chest and they engage in this peacocking of look at me. Here's what makes us great. And people do not dig that. It is a turnoff. So instead you share the successes of your customers or your clients or whomever, your patients, your residents, whomever it is that you're serving, and then you ask a question about how does that benefit you? How will that help you? Once again, the focus is on the results, the benefits, the advantages and the outcomes of others that you delivered through your experience experience. Yeah. And that speaks loudly and clearly. And it goes back to my legal experience. Because mm-hmm. what the law did teach me is there's this fancy Latin phrase land called stare decisis. And basically what it really means is, okay, what's previous case law or precedent? Oh, this case was decided three years ago. This is on point. This will help us win. It's the exact same thing. Here's an example based upon my experience that will help you succeed. Yeah. simple strategy and my hope now is that folks know exactly how to execute it
1: yeah absolutely that's so powerful because i think it like you said in the world of you know instagram and puffing ourselves up and we're so great and you know i'm a speaker and author and blah 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 like you said nobody really cares how you help them just can you help them right the how comes later of course but it's like at the beginning of the conversation it's definitely yeah it's the results and how you make someone's life better
2: Yeah, absolutely true, because you probably get this question in your business. Someone says, gee, I really need help. I've been struggling for years when it comes to food or diet or nutrition or exercise, or I will often get the question, Jeff, why you? How can you help our business? And this is virtually, literally what I say. I go, Leanne, that's kind of a tough question for me to answer. Yet, let me share with you what another CEO recently said about our ability to impact their business. Mm-hmm. I quote my clients, mm-hmm. or I will send someone to our website to take a look at a video testimonial, mm-hmm, right? or I'll connect them with a client who is a president or an owner or a CEO. Let them wax rhapsodic about me instead of me talking about me. It's a far more powerful strategy. And most folks don't do it up till now. So I hope everybody listening <laughs> yes. will change how they approach what I call third-party testimonial. So you get to toot your horn, but you're only holding the horn. You kind of let someone else play the notes.
1: Right, right. So there's a couple things that's come to mind for me. So in, <laughs> in speaking to somebody, I see that this is... Uh, just an easier conversation, right? Speaking to somebody, finding out their pain points, what's going on with them. And, you know, if you're the right person for them, you can help them sharing the testimonials, bringing that in as, again, the credibility side that you've helped other people achieve what that person wants to achieve, right? How would you recommend to do it in a written form? Because obviously a typical bio is, I'm this, I'm that, I'm this. Do you suggest also, you know, whether it be on the about page of a website or a bio or a speaker page, that someone also leads with that type of conversation, more the benefit or a testimonial uh, before they get into like their experience?
2: Terrific question. Because when we take a look at how we communicate today, there are so many multiple ways that we can communicate, i.e. video conference. I do a lot of consulting and coaching up via video conference. Mm-hmm. There are some clients I never physically and with it I only have a relationship and I'll talk about relationship power in a couple of minutes Mm -hmm. yet what happens is you communicate by video by audio by phone email etc so whenever I'm with a client and I'll say to a client you realize that at your website you say We've got great service. We've got a super team or whatever the language might be that once again is boastful and it's pomposity. It's also absurdity. I'll say to my client, says who? They go, what do you mean? I go, well, who said it? Are you saying it or did they say it? So we've coached our clients to get literal documentation or description or narrative from their customers or clients. So I coach my clients when they are engaged in a conversation, either in person or over the phone with a customer client to ask, hey, what do you value most in our relationship? Mm -hmm. How have we been able to help you? What has the impact been upon your business or your life or questions to that effect? Now, here's why this becomes so powerful is now you can go to your website or telephone conversation or video conference or in print. And you talk about our customers tell us. Mm. They really appreciate how they have indicated that. And you speak from the perspective of your customers or your clients, not from your perspective. And if you can attribute it even more powerfully to a specific person and you always include their name, their title, their company, Here's why. It goes back to credibility and trust. Mm -hmm. Key point. When trust is high, fear is low. Let me repeat that. When trust is high, fear is low. So I encourage my clients who will tell me how proud they are to be, for example, a preferred vendor. I go, you don't want to be a preferred vendor. They go, what do you you mean? (laughs) I go, you want to be a partner. They go, what's the difference? And I stress to them. Vendors are expendable. Partners are invaluable. Mm. And they go, oh, that distinction I get. Now, you asked about the written word. I'm going to give a very simple rule. I'm not a rules guy because Mm -hmm. rules have a tendency to kind of place us in a box or it creates boundaries and parameters. But I'll give you a rule because it's a really good one. So, as I mentioned, my undergraduate degree was in advertising before I became an attorney, never practiced law, yes, I passed the bar exam, I was licensed, but after eight years, I went, I'm not going to read my license, I'm not making any money as a lawyer, Mm -hmm. and I never will, but I always look back at my background in advertising. So, when I was going to law school at night, and I worked for a little ad agency during the day in Chicago on Michigan Avenue, I met a fellow by the name of Kevin Leo. Kevin Leo is a powerhouse in the Chicago ad direct marketing community. He's the one who taught me about the rule of four to one. Now, it's really simple. Here's how it works. So I'm going to suggest to anyone who's listening is take a look at your website. Take a look at anything that you put in print. This could be a proposal. It could be an action plan, a brochure, or an email where you're attempting to persuade. And I suggest to people, in that they count up what I call their U words. Literally count up in circle words like you or your, the individual's name or the individual's company, or words like us, we, and are, because that represents you and them working together. You words are terrific. Circle mm-hmm. them. Underline an I word. An I word is I, me, my my name my company or us we or our. but i ain't talking about you now when i talk about us we or our, i'm only talking about me and my company i words are fine in, but for every one i word you better have four u words and if you don't you're spending way too much time talking about who
1: yourself, <laughs> and not
2: your decision maker. Mm-hmm. I was with a client in Indiana last week, and we went through this, and they had no clue that I was going to do this. And I did it based upon content at their website and content in emails that they are sending to either current or prospective customers that they had sent me. And they had no clue that I was going to do this. And they looked at it, and they went, oh my gosh, I had no idea. And I go, well, that's why I did it. But now it forces them to have a you focus instead of an I focus. And it applies, by the way, to oral communication, in-person, telephone, plus obviously written communication. Nice. How do you think you could use that?
1: Nice. That's so powerful. Um, Yeah, I feel like I need to go back and look at some of (laughs) the Look at the website again and you know, just so that's find... why
2: sure. It's yeah. a really simple strategy. Just yeah. take some time, not a lot of money. It's a minor change, but it totally changes how you communicate.
1: Yeah. And
2: that's one of the reasons why I recommend it. It's for that reason at my website, for example, it doesn't say about us. Mm. It doesn't say Jeff. It says meet Jeff. Meet Jeff. Meet Jeff, yeah. Jeff implies we're gonna start a relationship. Mm-hmm. I don't want you to merely contact us. I want you to connect. So, typically, where it says contact us at our website, it says connect. Mm-hmm. It's a different word than merely contact. Right. And if you'd like, I could share with your listeners real quickly my theory about relationships, but from a totally different perspective. If you'd like, I could share
1: that. I'd love to. That's, my brain was actually going to that when you were saying those words. <laughs> it's like it's about building, like you said, the partnership, the relationship, the connectivity, where we're getting more and more disconnected, right, with everything and how we communicate. But it's how do we keep that? Because that's the trust factor, right? That's what's going to build the trust, alleviate the fear, like you said, and and um, and build that. That partnership, yeah.
2: Absolutely right. Trust has got to be high. When trust is high, then fear is low. How do you do that? You Mm -hmm. do that through power probes, those open-ended need development questions, and relationships. However, most people think about just being a good human being when they think about relationships, going out to lunch, taking in a ball game, a round of golf. Not enough. (laughs) So you've got the little R in a relationship, and then you've got the big R in a relationship Mm -hmm. and they work together they cannot be mutually exclusive so the little Arlene is traditional relationship building it's your humanity your sincerity your dignity your courtesy your ability to be a good person you probably heard the Yiddish word mensch mensch is a good person so it's cool to be a good person however not enough you gotta have big R what's big R So big R goes to the ability to be a growth specialist. You are helping someone else either maximize gain, minimize loss, improve performance, productivity, profitability, have peace of mind, maximize profits, whatever it might be. But you need both. You need to be a great human being who is delivering results. That's what folks want. Mm. They want results. goes back to improve their condition, help them attain a more favorable future.
1: Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Little R and big R together. I like that. (laughs) It's terrific. All right. Well, awesome. Well, um, great, great tips and conversation and thank you for sharing with our audience. uh, My pleasure. This is super powerful stuff and it really changes, uh, yeah, how you grow your own business and how you help others grow theirs. I mean, so that's what it's all about. You know, Mm -hmm. we help others and, it's just, uh, it's how it, how the world works, you know, at least I believe that's how it works. So that's a really powerful, uh, let's move on to our power questions. So our first
2: See, one, I got power probes and you've I got, got power, power questions.
1: questions. <laughs> I know exactly. Um, okay. So what is uh, one book that has had a massive impact
2: on you? You know, it's really an intriguing question. So when that question was first a consideration in what we'll call our pre-interview, mm-hmm. I really had to think about it. Then I went, yeah, it's definitely that book. And it's a book that a lot of people are probably not familiar with. It's a book called The Magic of Believing. And its author is a fellow by the name of Claude Bristol. Now, he was born in 1891, died in 1951. He was a World War One veteran and he wrote the book to help those soldiers or those vets make the transition successfully from the life of a soldier to the life of a civilian and it's about unlocking the power of your mind with respect to belief confidence and visualization now the reason that book is so important to me is the first time that I read it The first time that it was given to me was a gift from my dad. I was a sophomore in college. So we're now going back to 19, this would have been 75, 76. Mm. And dad passed away in February of 2019. And dad was an optimist. And dad was a very successful business person. He was the most published CPA and lawyer in the world. So he was also the best mentor that a little boy could ever have so he taught me important lessons and I quote him on a regular basis about belief and the fact that he would often say to me JB my initials Mm -hmm. say JB life is a series of adjustments and life is a series of adjustments so we have to continually be in a position to adjust but so much of that adjustment land depends upon what's our belief system And so I really started gobbling up that type of content much younger than just sophomore year of college because I was raised in a very supportive environment, but also an environment of belief because I was an athlete. Mm -hmm. So as an athlete, I was taught the significance of belief. And people often say to me, whoa, you've got this unique ability, Jeff, to speak what a blessing you were given at birth. And I go, time out. Time out. I go, when I was a little boy, I couldn't pronounce my Ahs and my L's. This was discovered when I was in first grade that I needed speech correction lessons. So I had to work very hard for two and a half to three years to work on my R's and my L's until eventually I could enunciate and articulate and communicate. So my life was literally being shaped at the age of six and seven based on something I couldn't do that through persistence and resilience, I learned how to do. Nice. That's the significance of belief.
1: Wow, that's beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. That's great. Thanks um, for asking. I'm from the Boston area, so I have a hard time with my R's <laughs> still to this day, but I try to pronounce my R's. <laughs> okay. Well, if you're from Boston,
2: you had a love. Did you see the recent Super Bowl?
1: Uh, you know, I, I didn't, but I saw the commercial, the Hyundai so, commercial. Yeah. <laughs> it's fantastic.
2: So you got John Krasinski, Rachel Dratch, Chris <laughs> Evans, all these Boston folks, obviously dropping the Oz.
1: Yep. Yep. It was great. Yeah.
2: the car down by the harbor.
1: <laughs> I felt like I was home again. <laughs> it's wicked. It's wicked. It's man. wicked. Exactly. <laughs> well, I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that story. That's fantastic. Um, okay. How about one quote that you live by?
2: A quote. Okay, you want me to be serious <laughs> or you want me to be funny or can I be both?
1: You can be both. <laughs> All right,
2: I'm going to be serious first. And I say this to myself on a regular basis. And I actually said it today and I'll tell you why. So, John Wooden. From your neck of the woods, now that you're in California. Mm -hmm. So John Wooden, the great coach of the UCLA Bruins, won multiple men's national basketball championships. He had a very simple quote, and I say it to myself on a daily basis, especially when necessary. Here's the quote. Things work out best for those who make the best out of the way things work out. Mm. Things work out best for those who make the best out of the way things work out. So what that does is say, like my dad said, life is a series of adjustments. How do I handle this situation? The choice is going to be mine. Now I said that to myself earlier today, here's why. You and I are having absolutely no difficulty communicating right now online via the internet. This has only been true for about the past 75 minutes. The internet went out today in our community. Mm -hmm. It has been out since about 11 o'clock this morning. And at one point I had considered emailing you, texting you, calling you and saying, here's what's going on. I don't know if I can get online. I could do it from my phone, but I couldn't do it from my laptop or my desktop. Mm -hmm. So life is a series of adjustments. I want to be prepared for a plan B, which is, okay, is there another way in which we can make sure that this happens? The good news is, I'm back online.
1: (laughs) Perfect. So
2: John Wooden, I think about on a regular basis. All right, here's the funny one. The key is to say it with a certain amount of gravitas because it sounds very important. (laughs) So I speak Spanish as a result of that, especially when I'm with an audience that's got a lot of Spanish-speaking people or I'm in a country like the Dominican Republic, which is where I was speaking in February 2019, I shared this message with a group at one point. So here's this very important message. Are you ready? I'm ready. The key is to say it with gravitas as you drop your voice <laughs> in a more significant bass profundo. Con cuidado, el piso mojado. So for those who speak Spanish, they crack up immediately. <laughs> for those who don't, let me translate: Con cuidado, el piso mojado, which means with caution or with safety. The floor is wet.
1: <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, that is a good quote to live by.
2: <laughs> you see the profundity of that quote. Yes. It's more than a mere recommendation, Leanne.
1: I love it. That's fantastic. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, how do we uh, connect with you? How do we find you? Where are you these days? <laughs>
2: oh, I'm easy to find. So folks can obviously go to jeffblackman.com. That's J-E-F-F black just like the color and then man.com they can find me on facebook they can find me on linkedin they can find me on twitter but really my recommendation is the best place the best way for us to connect initially is send to com. that subject heading of the request for leanne rocks Sweet 16 and what that gives people the opportunity to do is get those sweet 16 of power pro questions. And then people can also connect obviously through my books, books like peak your profits five, which is the brand new fifth edition they can find on Amazon or stop whining, start selling. And folks could also subscribe to the results report at our website, which is my ongoing free easing where I kind of wax rhapsodic about stuff like this mm. business growth strategies, but we always sneak in funny stuff in what we call, Leanne, coffee break for the mind. So it's kind of a shot of something funny that's part of the results report as well.
1: Absolutely. Great. Well, thank you for that. So you've given us so many golden nuggets, but if you were to leave (laughs) the world with one message, one final golden nugget, what would it be?
2: One golden nugget. (laughs) So one golden nugget. Can I leave more than one? Or is it just one?
1: Uh, it's up to you. It's the golden nugget. So
2: So the golden <laughs> nugget is realize that time is precious mm. and you cannot manage time. You can only manage yourself. Every day blesses us with the same amount of time if we're given the opportunity to enjoy it. That's 1000 440 minutes Mm. people who are more successful are not given more time so because you can't manage time you can only manage you don't work harder work smarter which means you need to make better choices so therefore believe it goes back to the magic of believing believe in yourself and live a life of confidence which comes from two latin words confite with faith and I always tell people if you don't have faith with you how can anyone else have faith with you you are the one who makes the difference for your day
1: absolutely that's fabulous thank you so much and as we close out one more very important question for you as you know we are rise up for you so when you hear that term what does that mean to you
2: So rise up for you. It's really an intriguing question because there are so many different possibilities with respect to that. Mm -hmm. And that includes rise up to start your day. We tell folks they need to rise to the occasion, which means they need to deliver or achieve or accept a challenge. A rise up, as you know, could also mean a rebellion or a dissent. It also means... To offer applause is we rise to our feet when we want to give raucous recognition. <laughs> the sun rises every day. Okay, that is a new beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, the flight of the phoenix, I'm sure you've heard people reference that one before. Mm-hmm. Our, our spirits rise, yet... When I thought of the name of your show, Rise Up For You, it also reminded me of something that I had written years ago. And if it's cool, I can share it with your listeners, which is a poem that I wrote. And it's got to be 20 to 25 years ago. And I'm more than happy to share it
1: with you. Wow. Yeah, yeah. That's a great way to close. Go ahead. I'd love to hear it.
2: So this is something that I wrote. On my way into Richmond, Virginia, and again, it's easily 20 to 25 years ago. I just happened to glance out the window, and for some reason, this hit me, because to rise is also about ascension. So the name of the poem is called Ascend, My Friend. What hurdles are high, what stands in your way, what obstacles might challenge you today. The barriers, the pitfalls, they will always exist, so pursue and destroy them. Don't you dare resist, for you'll soon discover and unequivocally find that the real power is within your mind. So confront your battles. There's no time for remorse. Let positive thoughts help chart your new course. Hardship and hurt may attack with surprise, but the only tragedy is if you choose not to rise. Along your journey, you may hear rejection, but your only foe is your own reflection. Listen to your heart. You have much to learn. You have lives to influence and success to earn. Be your most ardent supporter, your own best friend, and the ladder of life. You will always ascend.
1: Oh, wow. That's beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. And thank you for all the wisdom and golden nuggets and everything that you shared. I know our audience uh, has benefited immensely. Thank you so much.
2: Pleasure's mine. Thanks a whole bunch, Leanne. Thank you.
0: Thank you for joining us today on the Rise Up For You podcast series. We're here to serve you and inspire you to become your best self so that you can live a life that you are proud of. If you haven't already, head over to our website, riseupforyou.com and explore through all that we have to offer. Don't forget to subscribe while you're there for exclusive materials sent to you weekly and also subscribe to this podcast. You can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and any other major podcast channel. Join us for our next episode. But until we meet again, rise up for you, be better today than yesterday, and prepare for a greater you tomorrow.